Welcome to Know Your Foe on Colts.com, an in-depth look at the upcoming matchup. Here are your hosts, Casey Vallier and former Colts wide receiver, Bill Brooks. Welcome into another installment of Know Your Foe right here on Colts.com. I'm your host, Casey Vallier, and we are joined, as always, by Colts Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks. And joining us today to get a little insight on the Jacksonville Jaguars is Gene Frenette, a sports columnist for the Florida Times Union. Gene, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be with you guys. I'd like to start with a little bit of a momentum that the Jags seem to have after they got a big victory over the Bills last week. I'm sure a lot of betters were a little frustrated by that. And the Jags had the Bills to just six points. Were you pretty shocked by that? Uh, I, I think shocked would be like the understatement of the year. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was like the easily the biggest upset of the, of the season. I think the spread was 15 and a half wow. by game time uh, in, in the NFL. For a home team to be a fifteen and a half right. dog, is, is that, 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 that's, a, that's about as wide a spread as you're going to get for a home team. And, uh, and look, uh, the, all the evidence pointed exactly to that, right? I mean, the Jaguars were last in the NFL in turnover differential. The Bills were first in the NFL in turnover differential. The Bills were first in almost every pertinent defensive category you can think of. And of course, that sort of came to fruition in the game, right? Uh, but what what was different was the Jaguars' defense. I mean, the, the, their defense had only generated two turnovers all year. They got three in this particular game. Uh, their pass rush, uh, which had been, I would say, average at best uh, going into the game, maybe a little bit below average depending on what your standard is, uh, really, uh, really got after Josh Allen. I mean, it was uh, – it was it was it was like a transformation. It's like it was like the entire defense underwent a lobotomy. Sometimes, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, if I if I were the Jaguars, I would I would go to the courts this week and I would petition Josh Allen to change his legally change his name to Carson Wentz just for this week. <laughs> I understand that completely. Well, I want to go to the game that's going to happen here on Sunday. The Colts, for the first time, are going to see the new quarterback, the franchise quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. I know he left the game last week with an ankle injury but returned, and it appears like he's going to be on track to play. I know it's early in his career, but you know what have you seen out of Trevor Lawrence in his first season in Jacksonville? I would say just about every game he plays, you always see most games. I wouldn't say every game. I don't think that was the case last week. But you usually see about two or three throws that not a lot of NFL quarterbacks can make. I mean, there, there, there's, there's certainly evidence that this guy is going to be really, really good. The problem for now is, number one, he's a rookie, and he's, he's learning just like you know most rookie quarterbacks do. But they really don't have any really – they don't really have much of in terms of weaponry around him at all. Uh, you know, they lost D.J. Chark uh, earlier in the year, and I'm certainly not – suggesting that, you know, D.J. Chark is an elite receiver or anything right. like that. But he was one of the better ones they had. Uh, you lost Travis Etienne, the first-round draft pick, who was going to be like a slash, you know, third-down back slash receiving weapon for you, uh, who was, of course, Trevor's teammate at Clemson. You lost him before the season even started. So, you know, I, that, that kind of put a little bit of a dent uh, and ac- accelerated the, the learning curve for for Trevor because you know, like I said, he doesn't. He just, you know, there's no there's nobody that he can really go to. Marvin Jones, is, as we know, is an, is an okay receiver, solid veteran, and all that. But there's no true number one receiver on this team, and uh, they don't even have much at tight end either. Although Dan Arnold has been 
who they traded for for you know with C.J. Henderson about a month ago is is better than anything else they've got right now at tight end. So uh, there's just not you know a, a whole lot of building blocks around Trevor Lawrence right now, and that's what's going to until that happens. Uh, the Jaguars are going to you know struggle to really to you know to to become the sustainable successful team that they want to be and they're and they're probably uh i would say they're probably about two years away it's possible they can start to show signs okay. of this next year and they'll probably get a little bit better as this year goes along but you know they roster wise they, they, they've got a lot of challenges right now gene you mentioned earlier that travis Etienne um was to be that versatile back that could use in the backfield or split out wide how have James Robinson and Carlos Hyde been able to fill that role if they have been able to fill that role? Well, I mean, James Robinson is different than Travis Etienne. James Robinson is, you know, you know, for Colts fans, I mean, he, he, he's the Jaguars' Jonathan Taylor, right? I mean, that, that's who he is. I mean, I'm not saying he's as good as Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor's, you know, about to probably take the NFL rushing lead here be, uh, before too long. With with Derrick Henry uh, being sidelined for a good bit, uh, but James Robinson is a very very underrated back. Yeah, I mean this guy. Uh, if you watch the tape, uh, the thing that it will impress you the most is that he makes four yards when it should only be two. He makes one yard when it should be minus two. Uh, things like that. He always seems to get a little bit more out of a carry than your average back would, and uh, and he's certainly capable of. Uh, you know, breaking free three or four times over the course of a game for, you know, those 15, 17-yard runs, things like that. So, uh, I mean, this game could very well come down to, you know, who has the better game, Jonathan Taylor or, or James Robinson, providing, of course, that the Jaguars' defense we saw last week is, you know, I don't know that they'll – I don't know that they could play a better game than they played last week, quite frankly. Uh, but you would expect that the confidence that they got from that game Will carry over to some degree, and you know they'll uh, be able to you know hold the Colts to you know a reasonable amount of points. They, they finally snapped their streak where they gave up. I think it was like 23 games in a row they gave up at least 20 points. Wow! And that finally got snapped uh, this past week. So uh, you know the but uh, uh, you know they're playing Indian Indy. I think they've lost like their Jaguars record in Indy in their history is five and fifteen. That's their that's their record in Indy, so you know. And granted, a lot of those games were against Peyton Manning, so you know you got to count them out for that a little bit. But uh, you know, the Jaguars, if they want to get good, they've got, they've got to do better in the AFC South, and uh, that's where their record has really been lacking over the years. Is uh, not not only were not only were they do they have the worst record of any NFL team in the last decade, but their division record of 42 and 74 since realignment came Ooh. about in, in 19 in, uh, excuse me, 2002, you know, that's, the, that's not going to get you the playoffs very often. Well, I know you mentioned, you know, the, the, the lack of success the Jags have had in here in Indy. The Colts fans would like to say that it's kind of been a similar tune here as of late with the Colts in Jacksonville. So that game, we'll talk about that when Week 17 rolls around. One of the things I want to talk about, you mentioned, you know, the weapons that Trevor Lawrence has. We know DJ Chark is sidelined. But Marvin Jones, you got LaVisca Chenault. They also made that trade for Dan Arnold. You know, are these guys that you see for the next couple of years kind of being some of those core pieces in this offense? Uh, to be quite honest with you, when you talk about a core piece, uh, 
Uh, I'm a little bit skeptical about that. Okay. Uh, Marvin Jones will probably be will probably be you know, he'll be in the Jaguar uniform again next year, he'll be, and you know he'll be solid. You know, but you know Marvin Jones. You know when you when I, when I'm talking about pieces that really make an impact. You know, there's no player on this Jaguars raw no receiver running back tight end who's going to who's going to cause a defensive coordinator sleepless nights. Yeah, there's just not. That is not there right now. Right. Uh, you know, LaVisca Chenault, uh, you know, decent guy to have in the slot, doesn't have really great speed, but very quick and, you know, can give you, you know, he's a guy that can move the chains for you on third and five, right? But, uh, you know, and occasionally they will line him up at running back or they'll, or, or they'll send him on a jet sweep, something like that. And he can be very dangerous in, in, in that respect. But, uh, you know, I mean, geez, I mean, I tell people all the time, not only, you know, was Peyton Manning a great quarterback, look who Peyton Manning had around him. Right. <laughs> I mean, my God, you've got Edron James, you know, you've got Marvin Harrison. Uh, uh, I don't know if you had T.Y. Hilton there for a little while. And um, and, Re- and Reggie Wayne. I mean, and, and, and don't, let's not forget about tight end Dallas Clark. We're talking right. about guys that are Hall of Famers or are, are at least in the Hall of Very Good. Every <laughs> one of them. You know, and and part of it is Peyton Manning making them better, right? Well, and I'm sure Trevor Lawrence will make some receivers and running backs better uh, as as his career moves along. Uh, but but for now, he's he, he's still in the learning phase. You know, I mean, you know, Peyton Manning was three and thirteen with an NFL record was twenty eight interceptions. Exactly. Year. Yeah, you're right. So you know, and a lot of people like to compare Trevor uh, to Peyton. Well. Uh, so far, the first year, he's right on track. <laughs> hey, Gene, are you surprised that they didn't do more in the offseason to put more receivers around Trevor Lawrence for this season so he can develop maybe a little bit faster or help him in his development? Well, I, I think that's part of what they had hoped to get in Travis Etienne. Yes, he's a running back, and that's where he that was his bread and butter at Clemson. But I think they, they totally viewed him as a third-down receiving weapon, and as a guy who could be just as dangerous uh, running the ball as he as he could be just you know just in the short passing game, so uh, you know I mean you you you've got James Robinson and James Robinson I'm telling you is a uh, when I say he's underrated I, that 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 is definitely the right word for him I mean he's a guy that that can scare a defense a little bit you got really got to be on point the Colts defense is going to have to really be on point with this guy. Because if you can slow him down, you know, you got a good chance of beating the Jaguars. Yes, the Jaguars won without him last week, but you know, how often are you gonna win a game how often are you gonna win a game scoring single digit points? That, that that's that's a rarity in the NFL. All right, Gene, we're joined by Gene Fournette, sports columnist for the Florida Times Union. We're gonna switch over to the defense. Josh Allen missed half of last year, but right now, especially after the game last week, he's getting a lot of pub, especially kind of being the best Josh Allen in the game last week. Do you think he's, he's kind of finally picking up where he left off as a rookie where he had double digit sacks? Yeah, a little bit. Um part of what helped him as a rookie was was having Calais Campbell there. Right. Uh, having Calais Campbell on the other side made it a lot easier for Josh Allen to get sacks. Now, what's different now is the fact that, okay, now he's in his third year in the league now. Okay, so it's a little bit different now. He's picked up a little bit more experience. He's diversified probably his pass rush moves, which make him harder to, harder to contain. Uh, but, if, uh, you know, it, but again, if he had uh, somebody like a Calais Campbell, you know, either on the, uh, on the other side, 
you know, whether it's a defensive end or even a tackle that was getting the kind of push up the middle, which they did get against Buffalo. I mean, Taven Bryan, I mean, that, that's another guy that, that, you know, flashed in that game that, you know, has, you know, really been the uh, object of a lot of scorn of Jaguars fans for yeah. being a kind of a first, first round, round pick. Buck, yeah. Right? yeah. And then, then he, he, he emerges with, with two sacks, uh, two of the four sacks that they had last week. Right. So, uh, but what what we don't know about this Jaguars defense is is this was this Buffalo game a sign that they are emerging or is it an an outlier? You know, um, you know the Bills. Let's uh, let's not forget two things. The Bills had to totally reshuffle their offensive line for this game. They had two starters out, and they had another guy that moved to another position. So they had three guys playing different positions in this game. And they didn't have tight end Dawson Knox, who's a really good weapon for them. Yeah. And the Jaguars have had a lot of trouble uh, defending the t- covering the tight end. And I, hey, look, I'm not making excuses. The Jaguars' defense played great in this game; they really did. But uh, you know, based on what I've seen though over the entirety of the season, I'm not going to all of a sudden say, "Okay, these guys are turning into the '85 Chicago Bears." <laughs> they did it great for one. They did it great for one week. And as you know, any given Sunday, right? Right. Uh, but uh, let's let's see if they can keep it going. Gene, this offseason, the Jag- Jaguars revamped their secondary, adding Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco through the draft, and Rashawn Jenkinson along with Shaquille Griffin through free agency. Is this the right personnel for this Joe Cullen defense? Well, uh, I would say the jury's still out on that. Okay. Uh, the first, I would say, the first half of the season. Uh, this secondary really struggled and, sh- and struggled badly. They did not do that against Buffalo. They were able to maintain tight coverage. It, it was it was really complimentary football. They got the pass rush going, and the the coverage downfield was much much better than it had been in any other game this year. Uh, that's why you know we were all stunned. That, that, that I mean, who, who saw this coming? I, mean, <laughs> I don't think anybody did. <laughs> incredibly pedestrian. You know, basically putting the Buffalo Bills under lock and key. I mean, that's that was like wow. You know, so um, you know, the, so that's what makes this game. That's what makes this game with the Jags and Colts kind of intriguing because offensively, yes, the Jaguars are limited and they got to rely on James Robinson. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is certainly capable uh, of having a uh, of having a big game, but uh, you don't know if if their receivers are going to get the separation to allow them to do that. So if that's the case again this week, then the question becomes, okay, how well can the Jags defense, which kind of prides itself on stopping the run, what can they do with Jonathan Taylor? You know, I mean, it's the game's probably going to come down to that. If Jonathan Taylor is probably, you know, held under 100 yards, I would say the Jaguars are going to have a chance to possibly win the game. Well, there you go. How about uh, that? <laughs> You know, but again, uh, you know, but it matters whether under 100 means, you know, 15 carries for 45 or does it mean 21 carries for 98? You know, it's, it's, you know that, 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 that stuff matters as well. And Carson Wentz, to be honest with you, I, I see him as an up and down quarterback who, you know, it, when pressured can you know, sometimes make decisions that make you, you know, make you make you know, offensive coordinator want to pull his hair out. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of it, been a lot of inconsistency with him there. And I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. So, uh, you know, I, I think this game could get, could definitely get very, very dicey for the Colts. 
division games are that way. And the Jaguars have had, have had pretty much a, a standing tradition of winning at least one game against the Colts each year. Yeah, you're not kidding there. That was literally what I was just about to say. These division games, you never know really what to expect, especially when it's the Colts and the Jags. Final thing about the game on the, well, I guess not really on the field, but I want to talk about the new head coach in town in Urban Meyer. There's been a lot of distractions to this point, but this team has already won two games, you know, doubling the total they had in 2020. What are the thoughts about Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville? Uh, I, I think it's a mixed bag, uh, to, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, ultra-successful college coach, uh, incredibly well-organized, uh, great kind of a CEO-type coach uh-huh. as opposed to a total hands-on type guy. But I think he's found that coming to the NFL is, is not anything like college. And uh, there's certainly been an, uh, a significant adjustment period for him. Uh, you know, the the off-the-field stuff aside, uh, there have been times where he has looked very much like a rookie NFL head coach. Okay. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm the Colts, uh, I certainly feel pretty good. If you're, if you're talking about uh, preparation and scheming and all that stuff, uh, I, I, I would certainly feel more comfortable with Frank Wright than I would with Urban Meyer at this point in his NFL career. Well, final thing with Gene Fernet, sports columnist for the Florida Times Union. I know we've talked about the Jags kind of in a rebuild. You said they're two years out, you think. What, what, when you look at the end of 2021, where would you like to see the Jags record-wise? Well, I, I don't know that I, you know, I don't know that there's any record I would like to see them have. I predicted them to go 7-10 and 10 when the year started, and obviously they're going to have to really hustle in a big, big way to get to seven wins. Uh, you know, I would say probably five or six is probably more. Uh, realistic at this point, uh, you know they still they still got home games left with the Texans and the Colts, which I think are those games will be winnable games, particularly late in the year if the Colts are not in the playoff hunt. Uh, they got home games with the Falcons in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know those are, in, in my opinion, uh, you know winnable games. Right. Uh, road games. I mean they they got to go to the L.A. Rams. They got to go to the Patriots, but they got a road game with the Jets. So uh, you know I just. I, I think if they could, over these last nine games, if they could go like four and five, I think that would be a, a, a pretty encouraging uh, path for them going into next season because they'll have 12 picks in the draft. They'll have a, a, a flurry of cap room as well. So, uh, you know, there's no reason why the Jaguars should not keep having better record in the second half of the season, better record next year, better record in 2023 but it's all going to be contingent on making good choices with those draft picks and signing the right free agents i mean they've they've got the wherewithal to get better uh but you've got to make the right picks and that's you know that's been a little bit little bit of an issue as well well there you go that's gene Fournette, sports columnist for the florida times union thanks again gene really appreciate the time okay guys have a good one AFC South Division foe Jacksonville Jaguars head to Lucas Oil Stadium for the first matchup of the season. That is coming up this Sunday. Next week, we're going to talk with Vic Carucci, who covers the Buffalo Bills for the Buffalo News. That is next week prior to the Colts traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. But once again, this Sunday, it's the Colts and Jags at Lucas Oil Stadium. For Bill Brooks, I'm Casey Vallier. Go Colts!